0: welcome to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. This is the show that looks at all the different stories that impact our local schools. I'm your host, Scott Lay, Nevada County Superintendent of Schools. Tonight we have two topics. We are talking about a job fair in Nevada County at my office, so I am keenly uh, going to listen to this next piece here. And we're also taking a little bit of a turn and we're going to be talking about Christmas in July. And as strange as that sounds, you will see what the connection is to Nevada County and our students, but that's gonna be about five to 10 minutes away. First, I wanna welcome Sarah Corey to the show. Sarah is part of our human resources department and she is gonna talk to us about a job fair that's upcoming. So Sarah, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: So we've got an upcoming job fair here at the County office and I know we're competing with a lot everywhere I walk around town. There is help wanted signs. And I know in our uh, office, we have some uh, key areas that we are looking to hire. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what, what this job fair is, what we're looking for and, and, and all that. That'd be great.
1: Yes, so we do have quite a few positions open right now. Um, This job fair is specifically geared to find paraeducators to work with our special needs kiddos. Um, A paraeducator is an instructional assistant who is specially trained to help students with special needs. So students might have physical disabilities, cognitive disabilities, or both and our paraeducators are trained on how to best assist those students in meeting their um, educational, physical, and behavioral goals Wow, um, milestones. So that is very, very important to our organization.
0: Well, I say that's a super important job for the kids and that. I mean, and and it's interesting because that's actually how I started my career off, working uh, with the special needs population in Placer County, And, and it certainly was one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. So I know we're looking for that that special kind of person or, you know, what are, what are some of the qualities that we look well, for?
1: Well, it is a challenging job and it certainly yeah. isn't for everyone. Um, but we do find that if we do, if we can connect with candidates who have a passion for education and have a passion for helping students with special needs, that they tend to stay with us for quite a long time. Um, you need to be ready to get down and get dirty and, <laughs> um, to, experience some challenging behavioral uh, um, issues that might arise, but you also get to work with people who are incredibly talented and um, very specialized in their fields. Like you said, you started off in working in uh, special ed and the paraeducator position is actually a great springboard to figure out where you might want to go in education. And that might not be specifically in special ed, Mm -hmm. um, but there are some really great positions um, in in our special ed department like occupational therapy or speech and language pathology. There's grants available for paraeducators who want to become teachers right now. So you could, um, you know, get some grant funding to pay for your credentialing program. Um, So yes, it does take a special person. It is a hard job, um, but if, if it's your passion, I think that our team is one of the best. And I'm, I know that I'm biased, but I think our special education team is probably one of the best that we have in the county.
0: Right. Well, I, I would I was just going to echo that bias as well. We have phenomenal uh, teachers and phenomenal paraprofessionals and support staff that serves our, our uh, most uh, most severe uh, students here in the county they do a, a great job be a great team to uh, to join for sure uh, so sarah when does this happen because it's happening soon isn't it
1: it's happening soon we are hosting the uh paraeducator hiring event on july 24th that is next saturday and it's going to run from t- uh, 10 a.m to 12 p.m and so that's here at our county office um at crown point circle mm-hmm. and uh we do have a website up for it. So if you go to nevco.org slash hiring event, you will get to where you need to go to find out what you need, uh, what you need for that to come to that event. All right. And just uh,
0: just so if anybody's listening and, you know, what what should they be ready for and what should they bring with them?
1: So we're offering interviews on the spot. Our hope is that we can get as close to making a job offer on the day of the hiring event as possible. So what we are hoping people will do is first, dress to impress, um, you know, right. please come, you're meeting our principal, you're gonna meet um, several of our educator, our, our you know case manager uh, teachers, mm-hmm. and um, some of our paraeducator staff as well, who will be performing the interviews. Um, so do dress to impress bring a resume, um, and then bring your unofficial college transcripts if you have them. And the reason we're asking for that is that we must have um, candidates who have either completed 48 college units, but -hmm. if you haven't, that isn't a barrier for entry. We have a simple basic skills assessment test that we will um, administer on the spot. So you can just complete that test and we'll know if you're qualified to move forward to an interview.
0: Wow. Well, that's perfect. I mean, for anybody who was out there looking for a job, they, they could walk away potentially with a job by that afternoon.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. And how many positions are we looking for, Sarah?
1: We're looking for about eight positions eight. right now. All right. Yeah, we have some new classrooms opening up, um, and we need to be prepared for the next school year. Um, so we do, yeah, we have quite a few positions in all different age groups, and our team is very good at kind of matching our candidates with where they'd be most successful. Right.
0: Well, fantastic. Yeah. And looking forward, I uh, I'm looking forward to that event and for any listeners out there who are interested, please do check out the website, uh, nepco.org and scroll down to that and click on it and uh, to see, but uh, yeah, hopefully we, we get uh at least eight great candidates on that day and, and uh, a great opportunity for people who are out there looking for a job who've ever entertained the idea of a career with kids and especially special needs. And as I said, it's, a, it's an incredibly rewarding uh, profession and it's an amazing staff that uh, gets, you get to work with. So uh, any, any, anything else, any last words?
1: Um, I guess I do want to put out there uh, just so people know what the salary is. Um, our paraeducators are hired starting at $17.46 per hour up to $22.31 per hour. So we're pretty proud of that. Um, plus, you would be eligible for health benefits. Um, and we do have a fantastic wellness program as well. So we try to take very good care of our employees, as you know, Scott. And uh-huh. so we're very proud of what we can offer um, offer our paraeducators specifically. Um, I think that's it. These are part time positions. They run from five to six hours per day, Monday through Friday. And you would work on a school year calendar. So, you know, if you have kiddos at home, it's kind of a great Uh job because you do get the school breaks off as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You get the the Christmas break, your two weeks there, and October break, and uh, Easter break or spring break right around there. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty good in all the major holidays. So, that's fantastic. Well, Sarah, thank you for taking time to let our listeners know about an opportunity that exists out for them, and I hope some of our listeners will do that. So,
1: yeah, we hope to see everybody there.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much, and take care. All
1: right. Thanks. All right,
0: and to our listeners, uh, next up, we are going to have a guest to explain why I'm talking about Christmas in July. You're listening to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. Now, we are going to talk about what I teased you at the beginning of the show. Christmas in July. So I have with us tonight Nancy Henderson from the Forest Service and she's going to tell us about a unique opportunity for our school-age students here in Nevada County. Nancy is in charge of the U.S. Capitol Christmas Tree Project which she's going to talk about. So Nancy thank you for taking time and joining us this evening on the show.
2: Well thank you so very much Scott. I'm really really pleased to be invited and and to talk to the great folks in Nevada County which is my home.
0: Great. Well, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about this. Why don't you, uh, Nancy, give us a little background on yourself, and what your role is with the Forest Service.
2: Sure. I've been with the Forest Service only about seven years. Uh, I work out of Nevada City, but normally I work nationally to lead projects and to facilitate groups. I've been asked this year to spend an entire year in the very best job in the entire Forest Service uh, as the project manager for the U.S. Capitol Christmas tree.
0: Well, that, no. does, that does sound good. Uh, yeah, it's, obviously, it has to be cheery. You know, when you're talking about Christmas, that's great. So, uh, Nancy, what is the National Capital Christmas Tree Project? For those of us who might not know, we probably figured out it's going to be at the Capitol. We're guessing Washington. Um, but yeah, but go ahead and explain. Tell us what, what it is.
2: You know, thanks. Um, the U.S. Capitol Christmas Tree. Uh, is the tree that graces the west lawn of the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. It's the tree lit by the Speaker of the House with assistance from a youth tree lighter. Mm -hmm. And it is a really big deal. Since 1970, the architect of the Capitol, who sponsors this project, has asked the U.S. Forest Service, which is a part of the U.S. Department of Agriculture, to provide a Christmas tree which makes great sense because many people across America rely on their national forests to cut their own Christmas trees every year. We grow lots of beautiful, beautiful trees. Now there the opportunity for one of the hundred and many forests in uh, America to provide the Christmas tree comes once every 200 years or so. Wow. So a very big deal for oh. this forest in this case, the Six Rivers National Forest. The Six Rivers National Forest is in the northwest corner of California, the Lost Coast area and just north, headquartered in Eureka. But the last time that the U.S. Capitol Christmas tree came from California, it came from the Stanislaus National Forest, and that was 10 years ago. So this is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for this community. The tree... The tree itself is truly a gift, not just from the people of the Forest Service, but from the people of California, from Crescent City to San Diego and everywhere in between to to Bishop. And we want to involve as many people in this state as we possibly can in this amazing gift to the nation. You know, Scott, the US Capitol Christmas tree is called the people's tree. It is our gift to the people of America. Oh, wow. So we've been asked to provide one U.S. Capitol Christmas tree. Oh, 65 to 80 feet tall. Uh-huh. And the 5,000 ornaments that need to decorate it, that are needed to decorate it. And what's the cool thing? The ornaments on this huge tree, have to be nine to 12 inches tall each. So if you stacked them end to end to end, the ornaments just for one tree would stretch nearly a mile. Wow. But that's not all because- There's more. But there's more, but wait, there's more. In addition to the giant tree and all of these amazing shiny ornaments, which we'll talk about in a moment, we're also tasked to provide 80 companion trees These are the trees, it's not so the big tree doesn't get lonely, these are the trees that um, are given to congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle, and to um, executive branch leaders, such as the Chief of the Forest Service, who is now coming from California, or the Secretary of Agriculture, Secretary of Interior. So those to whom we want to represent the very best that California has to offer. But wait, there's 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 more, more. there's more. Those 80 companion trees, we need 10,000 ornaments for those two. And those are normal size ornaments. And that's a lot of opportunity for people to be involved in. But wait.
0: There's even more.
2: There's even more. You're catching on to the theme of this. Those 80 companion trees also need tree skirts. Now, we think a tree skirt, and we may think a really fancy, beautiful quilted thing, and those are great, but so are the simpler ones, a piece of fabric mm-hmm. with some hand-drawn marker art or by something by children. It can be any range. this We're not talking entirely professional artists here. We want the four-year-olds involved too. This is a gift from all the people. In fact, our theme this year is, because we're from the Six Rivers National Forest, is six rivers, many peoples, mm-hmm. one, tree? And so we want to involve many peoples. Wow. Now, wait, there's more.
0: There's more than that.
2: There's more okay. than that. We're hosting ornament events up in the North Country um, in the Northwest West corner all summer long. Other communities are welcome to host uh, ornament events, small or large, to create ornaments. We'll talk more about ornaments in just a second. And there's more. And more, okay. Um, we, this is the last, well, no, this is the second last more. Um, we, on October 25th, more or less, will harvest this tree. There'll be a party. And then we will lay this tree very gently. It will never. will never cry timber. It will never hit the ground. We'll lay it very gently on a trailer. We'll package it up tight. When we package it up, it's on an 80-foot long trailer because it's an 80-foot long tree. We nice out it. It's not an Ikea tree that you kind of put together and take apart. Um, the first 60 feet of that, it's gonna look like a trailer with big banners on it. And mm-hmm. a tradition is that people sign the banners, the tree is driven through their community. But the back 20 feet is really cool because it's plexiglass or polycarbonate and people who will see the tree will see it all lit up and decorated complete with Christmas music. We will drive this tree through 27 stops across America starting in Crescent City, heading down 101 through Eureka, Fortuna, into the Bay Area, then across to Vallejo, Sacramento, then over to the Sierra Nevada, Mariposa and Sonora, heading down through Fresno and into LA and the Rose Bowl before we leave the state. So really top to bottom. Yeah. We want to engage as many people with this tree as we can. And when we do our top to bottom tour, we'll be stopping in these communities for two hours with a complete show. You know, think of, think of the tree's arrival as a, uh, an invitation to a birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. The host community is providing the cake and the entertainment, but we're the magician. We come, we don't set up the tree, that would be a little much, but people can sign the banner. We'll have uh-huh. lots of handouts from Woodsy Owl, whose 50th birthday it is, and Smoky Bear. We'll have interactive displays where people can learn about the national forests and about the people's tree. And then We'll head into D.C. for the final. Wait, there's more.
0: There, there's, there it is. Okay. The
2: handoff to the architect of the Capitol and the celebration week ending in tree lighting ceremony. Right. So there you have it. There you
0: have it. Well, that's pretty cool. So the tree. So on that, if. When the closest it will be to Nevada County, then it would probably be Sacramento area.
2: I would think and, Sacramento. Yes, and, and approximately,
0: can't... I would guess first part of November if it's harvested in October twenty fifth times, or or You're... end of October first in November.
2: You're exactly right. November third on Tenth Street at the at the Capitol, right in front okay. of the Capitol.
0: All right, and is that um, if people let's say they want to go down and, and see this? Uh, mean, uh, how would they know, it, like going to the forest, our local Forest Service website, or how would they know like yep the tree is there and here's where it's going to be to go take a look at it.
2: Absolutely. Well, first of all we're partnering um, with ABC 10 out of Sacramento, and there will be lots of information on, on that station as well as the other stations, obviously. But. Uscapital Christmastree.com is your source for all sorts of information on the US Capital Christmas tree. Okay.
0: So US Capital Tree.com. One it. word.
2: One word. Right. Perfect. You can also well, find was... us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: Well, I just found out more about this the Capital Christmas tree than I ever thought I would know. And that's pretty cool. And so from what I got, this is the last time we got one from California was 10 years ago.
2: That's right.
0: And so this is pretty cool. It's coming from the Six Rivers area, way up north. Uh, like she said, Lost Coast area. The one question I always ask when I see these big trees, you know, is uh, how do they decide that's the tree? That's the one we're going to, and I like the term harvest, not cut. That's the tree we're going to harvest. I mean, is it a competition? Like somebody goes, no, no, that's my favorite tree over there. And somebody says, no, over the hill a better tree. How is it decided which tree is cut?
2: Uh-huh. You know, there's there is some of that. Uh-huh. We have had people, uh, community members, uh, industry members, and forest members out in the woods since February. Look, you know the the Six Rivers National Forest is well over a million acres. Yeah, it's a huge. And we've been looking at millions. It seems like millions of trees. We have to look at trees that are near a road. That are accessible with an eighty-foot-long trailer that does not bend in the middle.
0: That's that makes a lot of sense, and I'm, I'm sure the the uh, road itself is key. When you've got a big trailer tractor going down it, you can't do some tiny little narrow, dirt rutted road. That's not going to work.
2: You know, narrow and rutted's okay, but those switchbacks are really hard on yeah. a on a straight thing. So, yeah. um, so we oh. limited the area we look for. We looked at hundreds of thousands of trees, many people for many months, and we came up with a final list of about 20. Uh-huh. We then took the truck drivers out. Uh, our, we have good partners at Trans Systems and Kenworth and, and Hale Trailer, and they came out and said, yeah, no, there's no way we're getting a trailer there, but we can get to these.
0: <laughs> a little reality check, so they were able to help narrow it down even further by saying and yes and no to these these locations.
2: And, you know, the ones they said we could get to, we couldn't even get to with a standard trailer. The terrain in in the Six Rivers National Forest is so very rugged, we actually had to get a special order um, blade trailer, the the steerable kind with a Mm -hmm. steerable reel that's uh, rear tandem that's used for uh, turbine blades and it's arriving tomorrow. We're very, very excited about our special blade trailer. It will be able to, we hope, billy goat up the mountain. We finally did identify eight trees. The architect of the Capitol chose the tree. Um, and we will be announcing that probably next week. Uh, we're in we're the final little bits of- final bits of-
0: Well, Nancy, did you get to see the final tree and were you part of that process?
2: I am so fortunate I was part of that process
0: so we had a Nevada County person who was there in the process of picking the the, the tree the, the national capital tree that is very cool what about you you said there I, I, I talked to you earlier I think we talked last week we were yeah. when you brought this to my attention um, you said there's lots of trees actually there's well, I, I think I wrote it. Well, maybe I wrote it down. Maybe I didn't. But there are several other trees in different places in yep. the capital. How many other trees are there?
2: A total of 80 additional trees. Wow.
0: And do they all come from the Six Rivers? or do They those sure do. 79, they all come. Okay. They wow. sure do. And you are know, they all coming out at the same time the big tree is? Or do they come at different times?
2: We'll ship those about uh, two weeks later, two to three weeks okay. later. So they arrive fresh. We're gonna ship them by reefer trucks so that they're just sparkly when they get there. Um, I had a thought, but it's disappeared. It'll come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's very cool. Well, now, you know, I want to get in, in, into the ornament types sure. um, because, uh, and before I forget, I wanted to offer any of our listeners that when you hear about the ornaments in, 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 in just a moment that you're it's enabled to, so you don't have to wait till school starts or turn them there you're welcome to bring them by the superintendents of school's office. And we're located at 380 Crown Point Circle in Grass Valley. That's in the Whispering Pines area. Um, and I would will be happy if you come and ring the doorbell or go to the front desk, we will collect those and make sure we get them to Nancy. So, so Nancy, let's talk about what they might bring. So let, we've got a theme, you gave us the theme, but um, give us some, some ideas of the ornaments, 9 to 12 inches. Well yes, they're, they're seeable. So what, what are we what are we looking at here?
2: So we're looking we need help. we need a lot of help. For 15,000 ornaments, it takes a yeah. lot of a lot of creativity and hands. Thanks for, for referring to our theme. six rivers, many peoples, one tree. right highlighting right. the diversity in California, both of its residents and of its ecosystem throughout the state. Um, we need 5,000 big ornaments nine to 12 inches across, colorful, reflective, and weatherproof. They have to be able to withstand wind, rain, and snow. You know, we, do, we joke that if you squirt it with a garden hose, swing it around your head and throw it in the freezer, if it can survive that, it can survive winter in Washington, DC. <laughs> But the key on these is reflective and colorful. This is where you bring your bling. We also need 10,000 normal ornaments, just like you'd have in your home, because these are for trees that are eight to 12 feet tall.
0: And are these the smaller trees inside?
2: They are indoors. So these are indoor trees, lots of opportunity. Um, I had four year olds cutting out uh, aluminum pie plates and gluing them together. And that makes a Christmas tree and that worked great. As creative as you want to be, lightweight, colorful, I need 10,000. I also need tree skirts, um, about 70 of them right now.
0: Wow. How big in length are these tree skirts?
2: Four to five feet, Four to not five. huge. But here, here's the general rules. Ornaments and tree skirts may not include logos. Political, yeah, no political advertisement or religious affiliation or symbols because this is everybody's tree. Right. No drug or alcohol references. Even if it's a legal drug, it is not legal in federal areas. So no drug or alcohol references and they should be in good taste. If you'd show them to your grandmother, you're probably in good shape.
0: <laughs> good but, point.
2: But not divisive or offensive.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I think I think we've had so much in the last couple of years that we just, yeah. I like this unifying theme yep. uh, for this Christmas tree and the ornaments. Um, some ideas now. When you when we talked before, and we've got about three and a half minutes. Time goes by so fast. But you had some some ideas uh, that I'd never thought of. I think one was with bottles, um, recyclable uh, like uh, liter plastic bottles. What can you tell me about that? A bit?
2: You know, if you take a, a two liter bottle or even a, a water, small water bottle and you squish it flat and you cut out two notches by the, by the bottom end, you end up with a fish. The neck of the bottle becomes the fish's mouth mm-hmm. you on two googly eyes and you paint it. And that bottom part becomes the tail. And those are my very favorite ornaments of all.
0: Wow. wow. Those, those are cool. And I didn't even think of that. I, I always, I think I just go back to such traditional things like, okay, Christmas tree ornaments, snowflakes, you're bright. But I, I love that idea of the fish, uh, other things that you've seen kind of just to spur people on about, you know, ideas that they might be able to to use.
2: Sure. Any of our California flowers. I've seen uh, California poppies made out of foam board. They're big and colorful and light. Uh, Popsicle stick art is great, or paper art, especially for the indoor ornaments. Uh, Christmas trees made out of a stick with varying lengths of ribbon tied to it, Mm -hmm. or a popsicle stick with varying lengths of paper uh, glued to it. You know, um, Pinterest is a great solution here. There are so many great ideas. Smoky Bear and Woodsy Owl, you know, they're your friend, and they can be used in a variety of ways.
0: And they can be, and they can be very festive for Christmas as well.
2: They sure can. Smokey in, in a Santa hat's just fine.
0: Right, right, and I. And I would say for our people of other uh, religious beliefs, is that okay? They can they bring in. I'm, I'm assuming you know other holidays that are around Christmas time. Mean, this is because of the theme. We got many people and tree. We want to make sure everybody it's inclusive, not exclusive.
2: Absolutely, and that's why throughout this we stay away from any religious symbology.
0: Okay, great. So Just a
2: star it. is something in the sky. It pertains right. to us all, but other symbols are not um, common to all people, and we'd ask that you leave those aside.
0: All right. Well, that's I think that's fair enough. Well, anyway, we got about one minute left. Nancy, any parting, any words uh, from our head, our own homegrown head of the uh, U.S. Capitol Christmas Tree Project?
2: Well, please join with us. uh, Help us make ornaments, but especially come visit us in Sacramento. Any questions, you can find connections on USCapitalChristmasTree.com. Please get involved. This is your tree and your gift to America. Perfect.
0: Well, that's great. Well, Nancy, thank you. And I just remind our listeners: you know, if your parents are at home, it's the we're getting towards the end of summer. I don't know how that happened, but uh, what a great time! You know, have the kids do that. And again, I'm happy to store them here at the superintendent's of schools. Up, just drop them by again. The address: three eight zero Crown Point Circle uh, in Grass Valley in the Whispering Pines area. Drop it off. Uh, and uh, that would be great. And with that, Nancy uh, Nancy Henderson from the Forest Service, uh, our local person in charge of the U.S. Capitol Christmas tree. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I really yes. appreciate it.
2: Scott, thank you so much. And thanks to all your listeners. Uh,
0: all right. Yeah, and as always, thank you to our listeners for joining us on Educationally Speaking, where we've been talking about a job fair at the beginning and then, as promised, Christmas in July with decorating the U.S. Capitol tree. Have a great evening, everybody. Take care.